Hey friends, it's me, Katie Ann, and your host of the Full Confidence Ahead podcast, where we go on a journey together tackling the fears of life from family relationships to finance, from careers to community. I am so excited. We have an incredible woman today. She was on the 2023 Utah's 30 Women to Watch and 40 Women Over 40. She is quite the businesswoman. She is a leader in her industry. Literally, she is president over uh, a Utah public-private partnership, and we are so excited to have her on, but that's just a little bit about her. We'll really introduce her in just a moment right after our sponsors. Our sponsors make it possible for you to get this podcast every single week for free, so give our podcast a sponsors a listen, and we are so excited to introduce you to our guest, so hang in there. Have you ever felt scared swiping your card at a cash register, not knowing if it would be declined or maxed out on your credit limit? Believe me, I've been there, holding my breath, waiting to check out. Thankfully, all of that fear melted away and turned into confidence when I took a financial literacy course. The PowerPay Money Master course has changed my experience at the cash register from fearful to fearless. The online course is video-based and gives you real-life money smarts. USU Extension is offering a free Money Master course to all Full Confidence Ahead listeners. Go to extensioncourses, dot usu dot edu slash katie ann powell and add the money master course to your cart the link will give you the 40 dollars course for free you can also get the course discount by going to extensioncourses dot usu dot edu and finding the money master course under the finance category use the code katie ann k-a-t-i-e-a-n-n with no spaces at checkout to claim your 40 dollars discount and free course As a podcaster and a one-woman show, it takes a lot of time to record, edit, and produce my episode. There is no way I could run my podcast on my own if I didn't have Podflow. Podflow is an AI-based podcasting tool that enhances audio recordings, writes show notes, and makes audio timestamps all within literally minutes. It's given me the power to be a one-woman show by giving me back my time. If you have your own podcast or are considering making your own, head over to podflow.ai to create your account. Podflow will give you a free trial to get just a taste of their product. And when you're ready to purchase their product, it's affordable and purchased by the month. So you can go month by month with your podcasting process. Get ready to podcast like me and get your Podflow account at podflow.ai. Okay, podcast listeners, you are in for an absolute treat. Today we have Dr. Talinda Larson. Do you want to just say hello really quick? Oh, yes, of course. Again, thank you for having me on your podcast. I'm really pleased to be able to share some of my experiences and my uh, thoughts and the way I hope that I can help to mentor other women in industry. Dr. Larson, we are just incredibly, I'm so excited to introduce you to our guests. So I, for a little background to our podcast listeners, I met Dr. Larson at an incredible launch event for a Boulder Way Forward in Utah, which is a very progressive place for, for equity in women in multiple areas in Utah. And Dr. Larson is absolutely a leader um, an industry leader and also a mentor and a leader for women. So excited. Let me let me get our podcast listeners a little bit of introduction to you, Dr. Larson. You just amaze me. So I just love reading off your accomplishments. But for our podcast listeners, she is currently the president of the Utah Advanced Materials and Manufacturing Initiative. So that's, do you say U-A-M-M-I or is it? We call it U-A-M-I. 
Uami. Uami. Okay, everyone, we're going to say that correctly. Uami. Okay. So Uami is a public-private partnership to elevate the advanced materials and advanced manufacturing industry in Utah. So she's very smart if you didn't already get that drift. <laughs> she serves as a key spokesperson for UAMI at industry events and before government agencies. And like I mentioned earlier, Utah Business Magazine recognized Dr. Larson as 2023 Utah 30 women to watch and 40 women over 40. That's that's amazing. That's two huge accomplishments in 2023. Uh, those awards recognitions are giving out very rarely. And to be on both of those lists, is well, huge. The, the second one it helps to be old to be old, 40 <laughs> over 40 and but uh for both of them but especially the utah business recognition of one of utah's 30 women to watch when i really only moved here in 2021 um it is was quite an honor and i'm very humbled by the recognition this year they had more than 500 nominees and oh, to be selected my. as one of those 30 has been uh quite uh, I, I don't know. Humbling is the best word. Oh, it, that's incredible because moving here in 2021 is still the effects of COVID and a lot of businesses or uh, practices were still kind of in lockdown mode and building up. And the fact that moving here in 2021 and by 2023, you were already recognized in that magazine. Woo. That's a big <laughs> deal. <laughs> a very that's big deal. That's how I felt. I really appreciate it. <laughs> And all of our podcast listeners, you can't hear them, but I think we're all cheering for you right now. Like, oh, thank you. Dr. Thank Larson. you. <laughs> so also for our podcast listeners. So Dr. Larson began her career in D.C. as an economist in the U.S. Department of Transportation. And that's where she gained experience in the air transportation industry. And for more than 40 years, she's been practicing and studying um, um as an economist, uh, various aspects of the aerospace industry. So she holds a doctorate degree of management from the University of Maryland Global Campus and a BA and an MA in economics from George Washington University. And I love this. Just a little side note on her. She also has her private pilot's license and her drone pilot license. I thought, I just love that you have those too. On top of all your other accomplishments, why don't we throw in a pilot's license? I just think that's so fun. <laughs> Aww. Well, one yeah. thing that I also appreciate about Utah, it's such a paradox. Somebody like me can come in and be recognized for my deep experience because I've been so um, at the end of my career, I know people don't like me to say that, but I am, I'm 68 years old and uh, you know, maybe 10 more years, but it's, so I, I get the recognition. Um, I'm also on the board of directors of the Girl Scouts of Utah, which oh, I love that because it's, I'm committed to elevating women in Utah, girls and women into higher careers for themselves, happier lives. And Girl Scouts is such a great organization for doing that. I'm also on the board of directors of the Columbus Agency that helps the adults with autism find jobs and housing. And I was just named last week treasurer of that organization. Congratulations. So it's been very rewarding to be here in Utah. And as I said, it's a paradoxical state because I've been able to make these achievements pretty quickly while we still rank as the bottom of the 
nation as far as women in quality for the eighth or ninth year in a row, Utah ranks as number 50 in all of the states for women equality, which is why we need podcasts like yours to get the conversation going, to find the solutions. And a bolder way forward is clearly a aggressive initiative led by Susan Madsen with the Utah Women's Leadership Initiative to change the game. And that's what we have to do. And I thank you for what you're doing with your podcast to get the word out. Oh, thank you, Dr. Larson. We appreciate you and your efforts. I kind of want to start at the beginning with your story um, where you're a woman studying a little bit non-traditional thing, economics at George Washington University. That is not necessarily, that. that's a place where I feel like we need a lot more women equity and, and in mer- many different um, fields, but that was definitely non-traditional. How did you decide that? How did you gain support as a woman? How did, you, and especially George Washington University, that's a big deal, <laughs> you know, that, well, that's big. <laughs> the irony is when I went for my undergraduate, I wanted to study, business and political science. Mm -hmm. But at the University, George Washington University, and most universities, they're two different schools. Poli-Sci is in arts and sciences, and um, business is in the business school. So I decided, I thought in my 20s that I wanted to run for Congress. And so I wanted to get my political background and understand policy. So I therefore chose economics because that was in the School of Arts and Sciences. Mm-hmm. So my double major at undergraduate was economics and political science. But the more I got involved with economics and it really affects all of our lives in so many ways, I then pursued economics for my master's. My master's is in econometrics, which means that we for- I was forecasting different activities specifically in aviation. And then uh, later in life, I I achieved my doctorate of management. I chose to go with a doctor of management because the economics is very theoretical and management was more practical. So that's why I finished my capstone of my education with a more practical degree of management. That is fascinating. So you have the theoretical and the and the practical both in play. Um Interesting. So you had this background. I, I love your story. You know, some of us, we always think like, wow, that person, or maybe we look or wow, they really knew what they wanted to do growing up. Oh, no. I, I love that your story. No, you were no, like, no. well, I thought I wanted to do this and this just kind of made sense. And I guess I loved it. Right. Well, let me tell you a little bit about my career. So in my twenties, there was like no stopping me. I was bright. I was single. I, um, was well-educated, I was very articulate, and I was viewed as not a threat. I worked for the U.S. Department of Transportation in the office of the secretary, and then I ended up in Alaska, which is where I got my pilot's license, as president of the Alaska Air Carriers Association, and I also was the original founder of the Alaskan Aviation Safety Foundation when I got a state grant to study and to improve safety, aviation safety in Alaska. So my 20s, I was aggressive. Um, I was recognized. And, but then I was married in, at 28. 
And so in the 30s, I had my children and facing what everyone faces of the challenge of balancing kids and career. But I still was not really a threat to the overall institutions, right? And, you know, she's got kids and um, she's she probably will step out, right? But then when I got into my 40s, that's when I really hit the headwinds because I wasn't going anywhere and people saw that. And it was therefore recognized that I was not leaving and I was overlooked for promotions. I felt a lot of imposter syndrome, even with my degrees and my unique experience of being up in Alaska and my pilot's license, I would still have what so many women experience of I would go into a meeting or I do a presentation and I would think, oh, do I belong here? Uh, in my 40s. And then I also um, found often in my 40s, my ideas weren't heard. We would be at a meeting, I would raise a, a novel idea, as I'm known to do, and it would go around the table and then a man would say it and all of a sudden it was recognized. So as I went into my 50s, I decided I was going to address those challenges and I took leadership positions in industry organization. I was president of the Aero Club of Washington, president of the International Aviation Club, and other organizations like that that were industry-based, which gave me even more credentials and more gra uh, credibility. I also took on more challenging career opportunities. I decided to leave the traditional career path and go with a startup with a brand new company that was just getting into business, which was risky, but it turned out to be definitely a worthwhile venture. And it was in my 50s, my late 50s, that I earned my doctorate of management. So I decided to make changes in my 50s to address the the headwinds that I was feeling in my 40s. And it certainly has paid off moving here to Utah. And now that I'm in my 60s, I find uh, I'm giving back, doing podcasts like this, being active in a bolder way forward, spending a lot of time mentoring women in their careers. So that's that's my timeline of how I got to where I am now. I love your vulnerability of telling us and sharing also through the decades, the different the different challenges that you faced, because, you know, I, as a starting woman in her career, we always look to women who have been in their careers for years. And we think, wow, they probably never face imposter syndrome. They're probably never walking into a, or wow, look at those credentials. I'm still building mine. Um, and the fact that you admit that throughout the decades it's changed and then challenges have changed and they've been present. And just because you've have the credentials or experience doesn't necessarily mean you're not going to experience these other feelings that there still needs to be more progression for women and how you handled those. So I want to start off with that imposter syndrome and that you're having after having an incredible credentials and master's program. This was, you said a little bit pre your doctorate. Um, so you're, you've got your master's you have incredible credentials and you're still feeling that imposter syndrome and you're not really being heard. What, how did you wake up every day and face that? Well, that that's interesting. Well, imposter syndrome continues. So I moved to Utah to accept a position as executive director of Deseret UAS, De Deseret Uncrewed Aviation System, drone, drone, it was organization in Utah 
to foster uh, economic development by bringing drone companies to Utah to test their aircraft and to therefore hopefully settle and have their manufacturing here. And then um, when I was recruited to the Utah Advanced Manufacturing Initiative, UAMI, I had no experience whatsoever in advanced materials, advanced manufacturing, but I had had enough experience with the various trade associations and how to organize and how to raise funds and how to win grants. And so with some CARES money that we received, I helped the Utah manufacturing industry by applying as an economist. I did quarterly forecasts as to what's happening to manufacturing during COVID in uh, 20 and 21, 22. And my first report, economic outlook for manufacturing in Utah, was I just said, well, I should go over to the Kim Gardner Policy Institute because they're like the leading economists in the state and just review to get validation that they have that I haven't missed anything. You know, I'm not making a big faux pas. Oh, my goodness. As I sat down with those economists, I had imposter syndrome when, in fact, Kim Gardner doesn't even track manufacturing. You know, I, I knew more than they did about manufacturing. I used the same economic principles that they did, but I had that moment of, am I really qualified to do this report? So it lasts. It's it's a it's a challenge for women to overcome. My the the game changer for me was Sheryl Sandberg's book called Lean In: Women, Work, and the Will to Lead. Up until that point of reading that book, I think it came out in 2013, um, I felt like what you were saying, I have the credentials, I'm, uh, I got the education, I should succeed. It was by reading that book that I realized that the underlying fundamentals of the way women view themselves and the way men view women is what's holding women back, less so than the credentials and the, the degrees. And I think some of her key points uh, you you pointed out, one is that it's a jungle gym, not a ladder. That is such a great point that it it you don't necessarily start out knowing exactly where you're gonna be going. And, and it's not climbing, people don't go into a large company and start sweeping the floor and end up as president anymore. That doesn't happen, people move around. So it's really a, a jungle gym. The other principle that she has is sit at the table. And I just experienced that uh, last Friday, I was at a meeting and the women sat in, on the side of the conference table and I said, Ladies, please take a seat at the table, because if you're not sitting at the table, you're not in the discussion. Even if you think you're in the room, you're not in this. You may be in the room, but you're not in the discussion. Right. So I've been I have actually been an advocate and I've taken to heart her concept of take a seat at the table. When you go in a room, you have a right to be at the table. Take a seat at the table. Another one of her points is to don't leave before you leave. Women often think, well, I can't take that job in Europe because I might get, I might get pregnant. Even if you don't even have a boyfriend, you know, how would I develop, how would I do work-life balance? Often women make decisions not to take 
career advancement because it might impact their home life. And and when it maybe is, is just like a feeling as opposed to a reality. So take the leap. Don't leave before you leave. Follow forward. And a really big one that I did not follow when I had my children, and that is make your partner a real partner. We can do it all. We can have it all. Oh, sorry. We can have it all, but we can't do it all. That's the underlying fact. Absolutely. Women and men can have a career and they can have a wonderful home life. And I don't talk about work-life balance. I talk about life. It's life and achieving happiness. And if you, you need to make your partner a real partner in supporting at home and in, in your career. Uh, in my career, my my husband was a fabulous, he was my biggest cheerleader next to my mom. And but at home, they were my kids, you know, and I, I would let him have them, but they, I was just so possessive. They were my children and don't do that. You know, it's, it's not fair to anyone. It's better for the children, better for the husband and better for you to be able to move forward in your career. If you uh, make your partner, your partner and reach out to others, friends, parents, aunts, uncles, make a network. Cause you, you, as I said before, you can have it all. You can't do it all. And another one of her points is that we have to all work together toward equality. Absolutely. We have to present a united front as women that these are the fundamental issues. And that's what Boulder Way Forward is doing. And like the number one issue is childcare. We have to address the issue of childcare in order to bring in women to the workforce that are childbearing age. And we have in Utah, I, I am impressed. It's again, such a paradoxical state because, you know, once on one side, we are, we are, um, we attack women reproductive rights, uh, which is challenging to bring young women into the state. But on the other hand, we're able to do things that really help to foster like the bold way forward to help women to get forward in their career and be able to find mentors and find uh, ways forward. And one of them is this return to work program that was just passed in the last legislature where the there's a, a grant out there to help companies hire people who have had a gap in their um, career, either because they were a parent, they were sick, or incarceration. So this particular program, which is really designed for bringing women back to work, uh, is fabulous. We've got tech moms, we've got so many resources to help moms come back into the workforce. And that's what we need to do. We need to all work together to achieve equality. Wow. All of those points. Okay, the one that really stood out to me was make your partner your partner. And I want to ask a little bit more about that because I think a lot of times when we talk about women progression, women all, all often forget that the only way we progress is by partnering. And it's not by pushing down another gender or pushing down other people. That's not the way that we climb or or progress, but it's by lifting ourselves and others together. I, I also love the jungle gym analogy. That is so true, especially in today's careers. It, it's not as latter. It is very much so there's there's jungle gym and coming around. But I, I want to go back to this idea of partner. How did you do that in your family to partner 
um, oh, I didn't to create projects. <laughs> okay, I love that. I'm admitting that. And, uh, you know, I, I didn't allow my husband to be a partner. Um, mm-hmm. I, for childcare, I had I used au pairs, which was a mm-hmm. wonderful. My children tell me now. My children, my son is forty, and my daughter is thirty-seven, thirty-eight, and mm-hmm. um, I have five grandkids. Um, of my five grandkids, I have three little girls and two little boys. So um, I have encouraged both of my children to do equal parenting and they're doing a fantastic job. I mean, both my daughter, she absolutely has her husband as a partner. My my son, I'm so proud of him. He is an equal partner. They're as much his kids as his wife's kids. And uh, that's that's what I didn't do. I had the secret weapon of my mom. I lived near my mother. And so she would come over and help out the au pair. You know, if the kids forgot something for school or all that, she was my secret weapon. So that's, uh, she, I did allow to be a partner hmm. because I trusted her with my children a hundred percent. Really interesting. And I love, I love how you've now you've learned from your life and now pass it on to your children of, okay, what does success look like? Uh, what does partnership look like? Um, that's beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Um, I love that you also share the parts of your story that both worked and didn't work for us. Thank you for being a mentor like that. It helps us progress and, and go, um, just beautiful. I, I think it's so interesting too, as you progress, you realize that it was through the connections, like through your mom, who is kind of your secret power and through other people in the community that you reached out to. Cause I think it's so interesting nowadays, even though we have social media, but with social media and all that, it's as if people are non-connected, we're only connected digitally, but not actually oh, that's a interpersonally, good you know? And so I love, do you think some of your success is being connected with real people in real time? Oh yes, definitely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, another group that I've been active in is women and drones. I'm on their advisory board also. And bringing women into tech fields, uh, it's, we need, there's an example of, there was a, a robotics team. This is when I was with women and drones because women and drones are really robots. So the robotics team was dominated by men, but there were like three women on it. And when the assignments were given out, the assignments for the women was like marketing and design and not actually flying. And when the girls came back to one of my partners with women and drones and said, they're only making us do marketing. And the answer for that was, why did you let them? Mm. Yeah. Why do we let them? Mm. Beautiful. So if you let's go to that situation. I love that. If you were one of those girls or women, or if you were mentoring one of them, how would you tell them to face that situation? If they got assigned the the marketing role and not the tech role, or or if we're in a different industry, if they were assigned the softer role and not what they actually the meat of what they want to do, what would you say or do in speak that up. circumstance? You have to speak up and defend yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, my daughter. Um, she uh, is in software and she is in customer relationships or a very large firm. But when she first got her degree, she went away to training for this large company that had, and she came down, uh, she was 
what, 21, 22, you know, with her hair on top of her head, looking like a Barbie doll. And these two guys were talking about work and about what they had learned. And she came in and interjected and they stopped and said, wait a second, wait, you're in this class too? And she Mm -hmm. said, I have the same credentials as you do. I may have been president of my sorority and head of the social committee, but I also have the exact same credentials as you do. Yes. <laughs> I have to say, I give my, I don't know whether it's, I should praise her or not, but then she kept those two guys in her um, crosshairs for her career at that company. And um, when they came across her, she didn't put them on her team or because she really went up like a rocket in that company. But those two guys, anytime they came across, she crossed her path. She made sure they didn't progress, <laughs> which I don't know if that's exactly the right thing either. But, um, you know, we have to stand up for ourselves and we, we, we and each other. Hmm. And I love that how you clarify to and each other. Yes, 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 yes. I I love it. I just feel like we have pulled so much from you and your your pathway and your suggestions. I feel like our time has been so short, but as we're wrapping up here, I want to ask you this question of what is the what is one piece of advice you'd give your younger self to boost your confidence? Well, I never had a confidence problem. <laughs> that was not my problem. I mean, literally from uh, I, I guess I started leadership positions in middle school, you know, presidents of clubs and in the acting and running the debate club. And so no confidence was never my, um, I, it's the classic advice that you hear women give themselves, which is trust yourself. You know, yes, I had the confidence, but it's, it's going to be okay. Don't stress over the, the details because it's going all going to end up very 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 well better than I really had ever thought um that I, I really hadn't thought okay I want to be here and you know in my 60s but I'm there <laughs> and I'm happy to be here and it's it's just I think not stress over the transitions Dr. Larson, it has been a pleasure, a true delight to hear from you and hear your stories and, and mentor us in this in this time. So thank you so much for joining us. Thank you and good luck with your podcast series. And again, thank you for what you're doing. It's so important. Thank you. After every episode, I'm amazed at what each of our guests have accomplished in their lives. They inspire me to go for my dreams and seize opportunities. The reality of life is that every opportunity and dream has a financial implication and knowing how to manage and grow your money will not only help you achieve your goals, but also get to them faster. Utah Money Moms has been a resource for me to learn how to better manage my money and turn my dreams into reality. Their website is full of interactive material to engage all learning styles. My favorite resource is their free monthly webinars where I can listen and have my questions answered by financial counselors and educators. Head on over to utahmoneymoms.com or utahmoneymoms on Instagram to access free empowering material. Again, that is utahmoneymoms.com or utahmoneymoms on Instagram.
Thanks for listening in on the Full Confidence Ahead podcast. Weekly on Tuesdays, we'll continue our journey of confidence together through new interviews and insights. Make sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on the latest conversations and confidence boosts. And by the way, you got this because you deserve to live life full confidence ahead. See you next week.